It is time for Children's Church. If you'll follow Jackie to my left and to your right if you're going to Children's Church. Those of you who are staying in the sanctuary to hear the message, please turn your Bibles to the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. As, as Steve started a few minutes ago speaking to us, I, I was almost afraid he was going to preach my message this morning. You know, when I'm out from time to time, I can't find anybody to, to, to fill my position. And I've, I've asked Steve a couple times, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I have confidence in Steve, don't y'all? So next time, Steve, like on a Wednesday night, Sunday night, you, you, it's, it's you, brother. It's, it's you. Revelation chapter 6. Last week, we addressed certain questions that were addressed in the book of John chapter 1. John the Baptist had baptized Jesus the day before, and, and many had heard and come to see if what they had heard was true. Our scripture told us that two of those who had come were Andrew and John, and when Jesus walked by, when Jesus revealed himself, John the Baptist proclaimed, Look, the Lamb of God. We saw John and Andrew follow Jesus on his first day of ministry. Jesus turned at some point and asked, what are you looking for? A question that we ourselves had to ask when we stood before Jesus ourselves. They in turn asked Jesus where he was staying and Jesus responded, come and you'll see. We learned that Jesus needs to take us to a place where all the answers to our questions lie. To follow him, to come just a little bit closer to him. Today, we're going to hear another question, a question from those who have died. Any of y'all ever heard a question from somebody who's died? Look at Revelation chapter 6. We're going to start reading in verse 9. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. And John records this. He says, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those slaughtered because of God's word and the testimony they had. They cried out with a loud voice, O Lord, holy and true, how long until you judge and avenge our blood from those who live on the earth? So a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little while until the number of their fellow slaves and their brothers who were going to be killed just like they had been would be completed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again, we come to you asking forgiveness for our sins. Lord, we ask you to forgive us, please, Lord, where we fail you. Lord, we know we're not without sin. And Lord, we pray that you would just forgive us right now that we might be able to hear this this message from you, that we might stay awake, we might be, Lord, in tune with what your word says, Lord God, that we might be greater servants for you when we leave this place. In Jesus' name I do pray, and all God's children said, amen. amen. As I've done in times past, I, I want y'all to listen, listen to me. I, I'm going to go this way, and then I'm going to come back this way. When I go this way, just, just listen. Don't cut me off. You hear me? J just, just listen because I'm, I'm going to come back this way. Right, Stan? 
A lot of people, when I go this way, they're like, oh, my. And then I'll come back this way, and they're already asleep. So don't, don't, don't do that this morning. You hear me? I promise you, when I started off this, this message, it, it is nothing compared to what I, I thought it was going to be. It, 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 God took control of it. So y'all pay attention, Colin, pay attention. If Reagan tries to sleep, there you go, you, you wake her up. Church, if we were to take the time to read, which I would encourage each of you to do, read chapter 5 of Revelation. It tells us that John was weeping over the fact that no one in heaven, no one in heaven or on the earth was seen worthy to open any of the seven seals of the scroll that was placed in the hand of God. I would encourage each of you to read verse 5 of chapter 5 where an elder tells John to stop crying. And this is what he says, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David has been victorious so that he may open the scroll and the seven seals. Listen, that haven't happened yet, but that ought to get every Christian in the world excited. Amen? Amen. Nobody was found in heaven. Nobody was found on earth that was worthy to even touch the scroll, but the Lamb of God who was victorious could reach out his hand and touch that scroll. Amen? I can't do it, but the Lamb of God can. I would encourage you to read of the judgments that came from the breaking of the first four seals. I would encourage you now at this moment to concentrate to stay awake, to stay focused, to pay close attention to what is taking place at this very moment when the fifth of the seven seals is broken. Because, church, it was unlike uh, the other ones. It was unlike the other six. It was very unusual. So pay attention to me this morning. What, what do we see in our Scripture today this morning? Commentator F.C. Jennings said this about the breaking of the fifth seal. He said, in what way does this loud cry correspond with the, with the seal broken? On the breaking of the fifth seal, there is no judgment. No judgment. If you've already thought ahead, that's what these who were under the altar were asking about. But we see no judgment. None whatsoever at all. Only a cry that is as old as murdered Abraham's blood, Jennings says. And the utterance of the perplexity of those who long for the manifestation, listen to me, of righteous government. That, that's what they were looking for. They wanted to be redeemed through righteous government. Through righteous government. Of which indeed everything now appears a denial. Church, what Jennings is suggesting is that those who were under the altar that had been killed for their steadfast profession of Christ as Savior now sought out justice from those who were in power who had put them to death. Church, I cannot tell you the last time I remember a week that's gone by where I have not heard someone crying out for righteous judgment. Do you? When was the last time that you've lived a week and not heard somebody crying out for righteous justice? When was the last time? When a police officer kills an unarmed person, what do you hear people walk in the street? Proclaim, we want righteous judgment. We want righteous judgment. 
When, when a, a child is, 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 is murdered by a parent or by anybody, you hear a community uproar. We want righteous judgment. We want righteous judgment. When, when all this took place uh, a few weeks ago, when 13 men were, were killed in Afghanistan, the whole world is in uproar saying, we want righteous judgment. Think with me here for a second. When was the last time a week went by? Just a week. Now, I could go back to it and I could ask the same question, Josh. I could say, how many days have gone by where you haven't heard somebody claiming or proclaiming they want righteous judgment? It doesn't happen very often, does it? I mean, it happens all the time. Everybody proclaiming, I want righteous judgment. Listen, you better be careful what you ask for. You better be careful what you ask for. Church, I have to sadly tell you something as bad news concerning that which we hear these asking this morning for righteous judgment. As I see this scripture, there may be a time when, when those in authority make things better. But we're heading down a road of progression that cannot be stopped. The closer we get to the Lord's return, the closer we get to the, to the seven years tribulation, the more we will see unrighteous judgment taking place. Y'all understand that, right? I mean, does, does it blow your, I mean, just blow your mind that, that a person was called before Congress in the United States of America. They were called to come in a hearing before Congress in the United States of America. That They, they destroyed their cell phone. All the servers that they had were, were bleached and cleaned, and their computers were wiped clean and bleached. Anybody want any righteous judgment for that? I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but listen, we live in a time of unrighteous judgment where wrong is right and right is wrong. And listen, there's coming a day. There, listen, there's coming a day when right will be right and wrong will be wrong. There will be no division. And that is a day that I'm looking forward to. Oh, there's coming a day, church. There's coming a day. It seems like I hear people screaming every single day for the same things these saints are asking for. Righteous judgment, and it's not coming. It's not coming. Nor do I believe we'll ever, we'll ever see righteous judgment in our lifetime, unfortunately. Notice the question that was asked when the seal was broken. Look at, look at verse 10. Verse 10 says this, 10b, it says, O Lord, how holy and true, how long, how long until you judge and avenge our blood from those living on the earth? What is it these individuals are asking of the Lord? What, what is it that they're asking? Church, there, there is a time in all our lives, when we question whether we're, we're standing on the right side of circumstances or not. Now, now we, we may even question if we're standing on the side of God or not. 
But on this day, these saints who have been killed know that they were killed for standing for what is right. They know that God knows that they were killed for their stance for what is right. They know who delivers righteous judgment. Listen, they know that God is this person. They, with their heavenly wisdom at this time, know that this righteous judgment is coming. They are just asking. They're just asking the simple question. When is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming? I'm not in your rooms when you pray, nor are you in my room when I pray. But I can sense that you've asked the question many times, Lord, when are you coming? When are you coming? When are you going to make all things right? When's that time coming? Church, I want you to understand something with me this morning. What we see taking place right now in our world will come to an end. And God will judge. Please, please don't feel that God is, has, has, has given anyone a free pass. We don't get free passes. Or, or that, that, that he must be on their side because he's not unleashed his wrath upon the wickedness and the evil that we're seeing. What we are seeing, church, please listen to me. What we're seeing is a patience, the patience and mercy of God that we so much love about him ourselves. He is giving man the opportunity to take their wrong, make their wrongs right. Listen, let me assure you that a day is coming when all things will be made right. Oh, a day's coming, church. Oh, a day's coming. I look forward to that day. I look forward to that day. Have you ever wondered who these people were? If, 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 if y'all have read through this before, if you've read through Revelation, I'm sure there's a lot of people reading through Revelation right now. Who, who were these people? Who, who were these people who were under the altar? Some scholars believe that they were all those who were killed since time began from their unwavering testimony of the Lord. Theologian Paige Patterson says this. He says, there is no way the martyrs of all time could, could thus be pictured since those who were martyred them, who, who had martyred them, would long since have been gone into judgment and, and, and all but the most recent cases. In this case, these people, their enemies are specifically said to still be on the earth. Did y'all see that in our scripture this morning? They, they were still on the earth. They were in heaven under the altar. They sought the Lord and they asked when the fifth seal was broken, when will we be avenged? Their enemies who killed them were still alive on the earth. Paige Patterson says this, these must be determined to be those who experience the wrath of those who would not believe, singled out and martyred during the seven years of great tribulation. <coughs> now we know those that we've seen in Scripture in 1 Thessalonians. If you've heard the gospel message and you've heard that Jesus is the only way to heaven, you won't have an opportunity to accept Christ during this seven years. After the rapture of the church, it's done. Well, what's going to happen? You're going to believe a lie. You believed a lie before he, he, he raptured the church. Well, Brother Kyle, I don't believe that. Well, you don't, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with Scripture. Scripture says you will believe a lie. You'll believe a lie. 
that you'll take of the mark and you'll do everything that you, you're required to do, that you can eat and drink and sleep and travel and rest and do this. You, you'll, you'll do it. Scripture says you'll do it. But that's not the worst. Church, what's worse? I, I, I can't imagine. Go back and read uh, Revelation 5. When the first five or six, when, when the first five seals are broken, that'd be enough for me. I'm ready to go. When the trumpet judges come, they, they say that the people ran and hid in the caves and they, they, they so desired to die, but death wouldn't come to them. I can't imagine. I can't imagine, church. But I'm going to tell you this. A day's coming. And I believe it's soon coming. Where we are going to experience righteous judgment. You may be sitting here this morning and asking yourselves, you know, why don't we see it? We saw it in the Old Testament. God, God would punish people. Pray for mercy. Pray for grace. Church, there, there's nobody on this earth that I would ever wish hell on. Is that conceivable to you? There, there's nobody that I'd wish hell on. God's extending this period of time, Lord. Hey, listen, for those to accept him as their personal savior. Patterson says this about the appeal to God from the saints. He said, for this appeal, they were not rebuked. Did you see that? Desi, did you see that? They weren't rebuked. They weren't rebuked by God. And each was given a white robe and told to rest. Church, if their appeal for vengeance were not of God, God would have rebuked them. Instead, we see God rewarding them with a white robe and rest. Church, listen to me. Listen to me. We need to put on the robe of righteousness that comes only through our profession of faith in Jesus Christ and rest in the knowledge that God and God alone is one day going to make all things right. Amen. Steve, there's coming a day. There, there's coming a day. Listen, Brother Kyle, you, you just don't know how, how wound up and, and how frustrated and how, how, how agitated I get with what I'm seeing going on in the world. You, you just don't know how, how frustrating it is for me. Brother Jim, I thought about you when all that was taking place in Afghanistan a few weeks ago, and I thought, what must Jim be thinking? What must all these soldiers who are all over Savannah, who served in Afghanistan, what must they be thinking? Church, a day is coming. A day is coming when all things, all things are going to be made right. Brother Kyle, when, when, when's that day coming? I, I don't know, but I know that it's coming. Now, church, you may be sitting here this morning, as I have been in, in past weeks, asking yourself, how, how, how in the world can I find joy or even encouragement in the times that we are now living? Oh, child of God, we're living in terrible times, but I do want to encourage you this morning. Please listen to me in these closing moments. I want to encourage you. You remember I told y'all at the beginning, I, I, Alan, I said, I'm going to go this way right here. 
but I'm going to go this way. I'm going to come back and bring it this way. Y'all might not like what I I say this way. Listen, I don't like not having myself just full of joy with with the Spirit of God every day. I'm sick and tired of this world and this life dragging me down and sucking me dry. And that's where we went right here this morning. Nobody likes to be here. Is there anybody in this room this morning who's watching us via live stream who likes being in this place right here? I don't. I'm tired of it. So let's go over here. Y'all want to go over here? Listen to me this morning. Listen, how can I be encouraged? How can you be encouraged? Child of God, oh, child of God, how can you be encouraged this morning? Listen, Isaiah 54 says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Listen, the closer we get to the time of the Lord's coming, more weapons are going to be pointed at us and they shall not prosper. The Word of God, listen, we may perish, but the Word of God will never die. It will never die. They can try and burn it, ban it, push it, shove it, throw it in the ocean, drown it. The Word of God will never die. Let me give you some more encouragement. Deuteronomy 28 says says, I am the head and not the tail. Psalm 18 says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Psalm 20 says, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Romans 8.37 says this, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Are you a conqueror? Call it out. I know you don't feel like a conqueror sometimes, but you are a conqueror. Brother Kyle, I'm not a conqueror. Yes, you are. The Word of God says that you are a conqueror if you're under the blood of Jesus Christ. But there's more. Listen, y'all know this one. Philippians 4.13 says, I am able to do things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Job 13 says, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Any of y'all ever felt that way? Lord, why is everything just coming down on me? Why does it look like everybody else is doing great? But listen, Job lifted up his voice. Read the book of Job. I guarantee you, I don't know what y'all are going through, but nobody would say, listen, God, I'll take Job's place. But listen to Job's response, Butch. Listen to it. He says, though you may slay me, though you may slay me, I will trust you. Psalms 27 says this. Look, look at Psalm 27. Let's just, that's too good. Look, turn, turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 27. <clears throat> Y'all put your seatbelts on. Psalm 27 says this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? That ought to get you Christians up out of your seats right there. Proverbs 1, 7 says, The beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Listen to it again. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold and my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army, an army, listen, not two people, an army deploy against me, my heart is not afraid. Though war break out against me, still I am confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. 
It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. For he will conceal me in his shelter in the day of my adversity. He will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me on high on a rock. Then, then my head will be on high above the enemies around me. I, I will offer sacrifices in the tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord in the midst of adversity. With all that turmoil going around, that's what he's going to do. He said, I will, I will offer sacrifices in his tent and shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. He seems to take a breath here. And then he continues on in verse 7. He says, Lord, hear my voice. When I call, be gracious to me and answer. Answer me. In your behalf, my heart stays. Seek my face. Lord, I, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You, you have been my help. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. Even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me because of my adversaries. Show me your way, Lord, and lead me on level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes or false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence. He says, I'm certain that I will see the Lord's goodness. In the land of the living. Listen, church, wait for the Lord. Be courageous and let your heart be strong. Wait for the Lord. I'm tired of what I'm seeing. I'm tired of what I'm seeing in, in, in Savannah. I'm tired of what I'm seeing in Georgia. I'm tired of seeing what I'm seeing in America. I'm tired of seeing what I'm seeing in Australia. I'm tired of seeing what I'm seeing in every country all over the world, church. Who's right? Who's wrong? Many of us, we've taken sides. We've picked our lot. I want you to understand something this morning. There's not but one right, and that's God. And his son, Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. And I want you to understand something, church, this morning one more time. Gary Page, there's a day coming. There's a day coming that we should all be longing for. A day when wrong is going to be called wrong. And right is going to be called right. And the only righteous judgments are going to be sitting on the throne is God the Father. And he's going to proclaim to the world who is right. And he's going to point toward his son. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior this morning? Do you know the righteous judge? I, 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 nobody has to tell you this world, this world is going to hell so fast it's not funny. You better be ready. Well, Brother Kyle, I think it's going to be a little bit longer until Christ returns. Well, you think? 
Be ready now. Jesus is coming. I don't know when he's coming, but you better be ready, church. Please hear me and hear me well. There is coming a day when all things will be made right. It might be a while before that day comes. And we, we can be assured through Scripture that the day is, is gonna, days are going to get darker before that day does come. But we are one day closer today to the day God makes all things right. We have to trust Him, trust him church. We have to trust him. My question to you is this. Do you trust him? Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. <clears throat> Father, we come to you again asking forgiveness of our sins at this end of this message. We pray, Lord God, that you would just prick the hearts of your saints who are in this sanctuary this morning. Those who are watching on live stream, maybe it's today or tomorrow or two weeks, two months, two years from now. God, we pray, Lord, that you would open their eyes and help them to see that a day's coming when you are going to make all things right. Help us, God, to cling to that hope and draw closer to you. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, do you need to come this morning and just spend some time at the altar? Will you come? If there's somebody here this morning who doesn't know Christ as their personal Savior, come down and let me show you what Scripture says each person must do to be born again. Will you come?